0: hello and welcome to how to start up a podcast for anyone starting a company in 2020 this is a collection of conversations with people who have all successfully started run and even sold their own companies sharing not only professional but personal experiences on what we should be doing now next or never just like to take a quick minute to say a massive thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast it has been ranking number five in apple's entrepreneurial category and i cannot thank you enough in this episode, we hear from George Cook, who founded By Georgie in 2015. Georgie explains how, by having been made redundant, she took a step that she would never have anticipated. Prompted by friends, she took the plunge to set up on her own and six years later has no regrets, saying redundancy was the best thing that could have happened to her
1: hi george hi jules thank you so much for asking me to be part of how to start up i feel very honored
0: well thank you for your time because it's thanks to your advice that encouraged me to get going it would be great if you could just take a minute to introduce yourself and your company
1: Sure, my name is um Georgina Kirkle. Everyone calls me George, and my whole working career has been in travel and nearly six years ago now, um I decided to set up my own travel company, and the company is called by Georgie, and it's a representation company um sales and marketing representation for a collection of small privately owned DMCs or destination management companies and my role for them is it's very much B2B it's connecting them with the luxury travel trade in the UK and Europe
0: and when was it you started by georgie
1: so i set up in february of
0: 2021 it will be 6 years I remember our walk around Battersea Park when it all happened and it seems like two seconds and 20 years ago because so much has happened since. Totally, totally. And what was it that drove you to starting your company? I initially I
1: started it because I got made redundant so I, I had never been one of those people who wanted to have my own business at all I mean the thought absolutely never crossed my mind um, even though actually both my parents had their own businesses but um, I got made redundant and was sort of looking at different options of what to do and I ended up speaking to lots and lots of different people from the industry or friends and family and lots and lots of people kept saying to me why don't you just do something on your own and I kept going oh god no and then I went out for lunch with um, a guy that I knew through the travel industry and told him that I'd applied for a few different jobs and actually I was I'd been offered jobs by two people both quite interesting and he said to me he didn't think I should do that that he thought I should set up my own company and that he would become my first client and gave me an idea of how he could see it working and then I just I had a little gut feeling in my tummy that as terrified I was about the whole idea it was actually what I really needed to do
0: and that was the encouragement you needed just to take the plunge I remember that walk so vividly in the park and the excitement you had of saying I'm just going to give it a try
1: yeah I think if I don't do this now I will never do it and maybe I'll always regret not giving it a go and that's
0: when we chatted and I was going through exactly the same thing this year you were very encouraging to say if not now then when and when your yeah. job is taken away from you it leaves a very nice blank canvas to think clearly of how to try this
1: you know actually being made redundant was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me which a few people said to me at the time as I was sort of crying my eyes out Um, but actually it really was I I never would have done this without being made redundant
0: and six years in it's such a pleasure to witness all of your success and how well you've done
1: no I mean it has been so full-on in some ways it's taken over life but if you ask me again I would definitely do this again
0: that's amazing and what was the first thing you did when you decided to be self-employed
1: so, the first thing I did was to identify who I thought could be my clients and i because I decided that if I had three or so to start with, um I could really get going. Then I registered the company, got myself an accountant, bought the domain name, and that was pretty much
0: it and that was the advice i remember you giving me it was very practical because you need to do those simple steps to get your company to exist so find an accountant you get along with register at company's house slightly alarming it takes 12 minutes and 12 pounds to become a company director then open a business bank account that supports small businesses and then the rest sort of flows and when i say the rest sleepless nights endless days but it's all possible yeah once you've done all that who did you speak to for advice
1: Like a range of different people, I spoke to the guy that had actually been the one that made me redundant because he I'd worked for him for about eight years and he knows me very very well and I knew that he potentially would become a client a bit further down the line. Um, I spoke to um, my old boss who I'd worked with her for about eight years and I really trusted her value on things. I spoke to a couple of other people who had similar businesses to me in the travel industry that were were reps and were on their own doing it, and then also other friends that weren't in the travel industry who had their own businesses or were quite savvy people that I trust and just were good sounding boards.
0: It's a good thing to do because sometimes people give you conflicting advice and it really makes you think about what you want to achieve. Yeah. When it comes to your pricing, given you're six years in now, do you have any tried and tested tips for that area of your business?
1: The travel industry is a very friendly industry so I work really closely with other small representation companies that are very similar to Buy Georgie and we share events and and contacts together so when I'm talking about fees or, or thinking about fees I'll often discuss it with the other business owners to check that I'm competitive I'm not good about talking about money but I want to make sure that I'm charging appropriately.
0: In terms of winning new business how important do you think word of mouth and reputation are I mean is it integral for you?
1: That's absolutely, for me, the most key. I actually, apart from one client, the others all approached me and asked me for representation. And then the other one, um, I was introduced to by an agent
0: that I work with. That's incredible. And given you've gone from being part of a bigger company and now working solo, how do you go about seeking support in your everyday?
1: Support, I think I've been really lucky with people. like even Andrew, the accountant, he specializes in small businesses. I can go to him to talk about that side of the business. And um, even he would probably help me a little bit if I was looking at pricing and things, even because he's kind of become a friend. My website designer does all my... um, newsletter templates. She does any kind of branding for me. She's also a small business. Um, my other pe- other reps who do what I do, um, You know, we have very similar businesses. We share ideas and contacts the whole time. They have been a huge support to me. My actual clients, I run so much by them. I bounce ideas off with them. We come up with ideas together. And then also even a friend of mine who is an accountant, he knows nothing about the travel industry, but he's just a Very switched on guy,
0: and in travel, obviously you're used to working remotely. But having gone from a fixed structure of support to now seeking out new people for support, that sounds like it's been really beneficial
1: to you. I do like getting other people's opinions and sharing ideas, and I did find that quite a struggle initially when you you think, oh gosh, I'm completely on my own. Normally I'd have a boss to run everything by, but through personal friends and industry friends, I've got a really good support network. Even you, Jules, you know, I know if I'm putting an email, I can trust you to properly look at it, give me an honest opinion. You've rewritten things for me and made them sound a million times better. You know, there are people like you that I can always... I know I can count on to call. You know, even Emmy, who's our mutual friend who is in the fashion industry, but again, she knows what it's like running a small business. She's a good sounding board as well. I asked her advice about my logos because I trust her style.
0: You're so right. And just because their business has a sector focus, it doesn't mean they haven't had tried and tested experience across web design or branding, social content strategy, all of it. And I was slightly worried about missing being part of a team, but now it's just creating your own team. Totally. And you get to choose who they are. Totally. If you could have your six years again, is there anything that you would do differently?
1: If I could have the six years again, I would have taken on people to help me much earlier than I did. Outsourcing has been life changing for me. The jobs you can delegate, you definitely should. So you can focus on what you're strong at. And if you find the right people to do the jobs, they're often better at doing the jobs than you are yourself.
0: And do you think the pandemic has shown you a new way of working? The pandemic
1: has been actually probably the best thing that could have happened to me um, for, on a work level because it's made, it made me step away from it all. It's made me slow down. It's made me really realise how full on work was. And actually, it didn't have to be quite like that.
0: So this full stop has really made you reassess where you're at and where you potentially want to be?
1: Exactly. And also to sort of develop other brands. Yes.
0: On that, is there anything, I know you've been working on something in lockdown with some colleagues in the travel industry. Is there anything more you can share on that?
1: Yes. I co-founded the Conscious Travel Foundation with some industry friends. We have set up to provide a platform for the travel industry to unite, join all the smaller owner operated travel companies together to have a bigger overall impact. The idea is to share information about how we can all travel better by shining a light on sustainable travel heroes, fundraising for grassroots initiatives and impact investments and opening up membership to to industry individuals.
0: Given that you've got so much on your plate, why do you think it's important to also add this on?
1: Because it's important to think further than just your own business. Even though we're all small owner operators, we really think we need to champion the industry to change for the better. And I encourage anyone starting a company now to layer in sustainability plans at the same time as business plans, definitely.
0: I saw the amazing editorial in Condé Nast Traveller. So it's
1: happening. Yeah, that and making sourdough, and it's been my biggest achievements from lockdown. It's
0: brilliant. And what is it you like the most about being self employed?
1: I like that ultimately, I know I've got to answer to my clients, but ultimately, I'm my own boss. I decide what I want to do, when I want to do it. In the stage when I set up, if I if there'd been someone knocking around that wanted to be my business partner, I would have jumped at the chance. But I am so glad that I'm 100% owner of By Georgie. I decide exactly what what brand I want to develop, which who I want to work with, who I don't want to work with, um, how the whole thing's going to run. And I just, I like having ownership of the whole thing, the freedom, the flexibility. I can go and work from anywhere when I'm not so busy. You know, if, if I wanted to go and work from indonesia for the whole of august i can do
0: oh okay great can we please do that that sounds great i had this epiphany moment recently when i realized i'm no longer limited to 25 days annual leave and also being told when to take them and i'm unlikely to ever have a day off ever again but at least it's my choice and i'm choosing how to work and where to work
1: but i think jules it is important to take some time off still even when it's your own business I felt like that. And I didn't even take a holiday for about four years. I was running myself into the ground. And then I sort of thought, actually, it's important still to take time out. It's important to have a holiday. It's important to switch off from the emails. And my clients do
0: it. Yeah, very good point. And what is it you like the least about being self-employed? I hate accounts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hate all the tax stuff. and why is that? It's just because you hate spreadsheets. I just, I just, I just find it boring. I don't like spreadsheets. I just find it a real chore. I put it off and put it off. But I'm getting better at it.
0: And if you can delegate that and outsource that to support you further. That's a very big skill.
1: I'm all about delegation. I wish, okay, right, currently now it's all a bit strange, but I had two people helping me out. One who did all my admin as, you know, she did all my organizing of my sales trips and the other one who did copywriting. They both do that job better than I do. And it gives me, frees me up to do in the client facing and the winning new business, which is what I'm really, strong at. Yes, I could probably figure out how to do my accounts myself, but I'd rather Andrew did it. Um, Yes, I could maybe design my own website, but I'd rather Harriet did it. Yes, I could write my own newsletter, but Caroline does such a better job than I do. And it's just impressive. And it's even in this time, I'm still paying her to do it because it's important with the newsletters more than ever. And she just writes so much better than I do.
0: And it's finding that trust and that tipping point of when to let it go. And actually, if you do let it go, you'll get way more back from it. I think I was
1: scared about sort of trusting it, but as long as you pick the right people. And I know in the early days of setting up a business, money's so tight that, you know, I, I couldn't have actually taken on someone in the first two years. But I went for a drink with a friend who's got her own travel company, and I was just. Breaking point, and she said, You have got to find someone to help you with admin. You need to outsource it. And that was the best advice I had.
0: And how do you structure your day? Do you try and make a plan for the day and the week ahead, or you just go with it?
1: I'm quite a good to do lister, and I try to structure my day. But with my day, my life coach is amazing. I know you hate doing the accounts, so do it in the morning and you just block off from 10 till 12. You are doing accounts. I'm very good at the jobs I don't like doing, I put them off block off times in the day to to do different things i think it's almost like a meeting request with yourself so another thing with the pandemic is not trying to pack in too many things don't have more than two meetings a day
0: that's such good advice i keep saying yes to things and then completely overloading my day and not leaving enough time to do anything
1: work out how much you really can fit in or is doing that going to really
0: muck up your whole week what do you look for when you're looking at partners or people that you're associating by georgie with do you have like a set of values that you go through
1: I place a huge importance on the visionary people behind the DMCs, the companies that, that, that are my clients. I have to believe in the owners and for them to be passionate people. For me, it's really always been all about the people. And I'd encourage anyone looking at potential partners or clients to always check that they hold the same values as your own business.
0: I recently saw a TED talk about the fact there's 1.1 million missing female founders, and that equates to potentially 250 billion pounds in additional value that could be added to our economy if women started their own companies. What would you say to friends who are thinking about starting their own company?
1: I don't think owning your own business is for everyone. But if you know this is something you want to do, go for it as there's nothing more rewarding. But make sure you have a support network around you and take time away from the business too so that it doesn't become all consuming.
0: In the same TED Talk, talked a lot about the fact that women encounter their own imposter syndrome way more when they become self-employed. And I wanted to ask you how, given your six years in, how have you managed your own inner critic and your own imposter syndrome?
1: I'm not good at this. Um, I think with every success, your confidence grows, but you still have time when that imposter syndrome creeps back in. Really, friends pointing out what I've achieved and, and making sure I back myself and pulling me up on it.
0: Yeah, it's finding those other people that can bolster you when you yeah. have a bit of a wobble. So 2020 has been a challenging year, especially for the travel sector. How have you been viewing 2020?
1: Yeah, it's been a really tough year for so many industries. The travel industry has been really, really hit. But I think these challenges have definitely also helped to create opportunities, definitely for me. With this pause, I took stock and started to look at what opportunities this reset holds and i've found the time to work on new projects and to think about what i really want for by georgie in the future travel will come back and i think for those of us that survive it will be exciting people are going to want to travel differently they're going to want to travel better perhaps they'll look at less trips a year but focus on one bucket list trip and they'll want to work with a specialist travel company and the focus is going to be on experience and getting under the skin of the country and transformational travel so I, i'm excited about the, our industry in, in the future it's just getting through this slightly difficult time now
0: oh that really helps thank you george and thank you for your time and also all of your support over the last few months to me you've been an absolute legend thank you jules It was good to hear from George that the secrets of her success have been a combination of courage and hard work, alongside sensible disciplines about taking holidays, restricting the number of meetings in a day, well noted, and delegating our work to experts. If you'd like to get in touch with George, you'll find all of her details in the show notes, along with a recap of the advice that she has shared. And should you have any questions for future guests, please do let me know thank you for listening to how to start up hosted by me juliet fallowfield founder of pr consultancy for startups fallowfield and mason i hope these conversations offer you some confidence encouragement and reassurance that you're on the right track i would be delighted if you'd rate review and share this podcast with anyone else who might be starting a company in 2020